Hello, and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. We've taken the last few weeks off to take a moment to rest and recharge for the holidays and hope many of you have had the opportunity to do the same and are having a peaceful start to the new year. And in honor of the new year, we thought what better of a topic to dive into today than intention. Intention tends to be kind of a buzzword at the beginning of the year, especially with New Year's resolutions, new intentions, all of this new, 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 or really what we want to create for ourselves in the year. So we thought the new year coming, also a few weeks after our new workbook, How to Meet Yourself, was released, particularly with that workbook starting intentionally (laughs) with creating an intention. It seemed like a perfect time to kick off the new year and this first episode, breaking down really What is an intention? Why is an intention even important? And how do we create that in our lives? So I think a great place to start is to define what an intention is. Um, And really simply, an intention is a, a purpose or a goal that we have chosen to experience. And I took a moment to pause and really emphasize the chosen part of that. Um, because the reality of it is so few of us give ourselves the opportunity for choice. Um, when we're living on that autopilot that I think is is so common for so many of us, ourselves included, of course, where we just kind of let life take us through the motions, doing the same things day in and day out. And the reality of it is, you know, we can become intentional, conscious to that reality that we actually do have, even for those of us that are living with the most ingrained patterns in that habit self, that we actually do have the opportunity whether it's at the new year or really any time, to create new choices, to choose a new path for ourselves. It's really a constant recreation or recultivation on a daily basis or a moment-to-moment basis because even as you're speaking of intention, I keep hearing and thinking, well, New Year's resolutions. Why is the most common conversation at the beginning of a year why no one's New Year's resolutions stick. We all sort of expect that everyone's going to make one. We already know that no one's going to follow through and they're not going to stick. Well, why is that? It's the same with intention. If I'm to set an intention for something and have a consciously chosen forethought purpose or goal in mind that I intend to bring forth, that's beautiful. I make that intention And then I completely just disregard it, forget it. I never intend it again. Does that mean that I'm going to bring it forth? No, very likely not. The same thing with new habits and patterns or resolutions. It's the constant recreating, the constant recultivating, or in this case, the constant intending, and then the follow-through of that intention that actually allows that purpose or goal to emerge and come forth. And I think something else that is important to begin with is the reality of why a lot of times our intentions don't stick, why we don't stay committed or continue to make those choices, you know, maybe beyond the first day, the first week or the first couple of months. And, you know, anyone who listens to us, who, you know, has consumed any of our content will often hear us talk about that, that habit pull to the familiar, the reality that our subconscious mind, actually, we're not wired to like newness, to go into that unfamiliar. In the unfamiliar is the possibility of something threatening, of something that, you know, might create discomfort, might actually create harm to our mind, to our body. So 
as humans, you know, evolutionarily driven humans who are always seeking to survive the next moment, there's a lot of inherent risk in new unfamiliar spaces or in new intentions, new choices. So it's really a common experience and not one to be shameful of as we do feel that pull, that resistance, as we call it, the million thoughts of why not to do it, the focus on how it's not working, not working quick enough, that path isn't meant for me, all of the reason to go right back into those familiar patterns. So I think that's important to acknowledge as part of our intention setting journey or discussion here, which is that your subconscious isn't going to get right on board. Even if logically, intuitively, right, you can create this great case of why you want to keep these intentions because it's going to create the life that you want. We are all wired. Our nervous system is all wired the same way. The more we step into that new direction, which is, I think, why some of us don't set ourselves up to succeed, you know, especially very understandably when we're in pain, when we're in discomfort, when the world is imploding or exploding around us and we can't imagine continuing as things are, especially maybe at New Year's when we look around us and all of our friends have five new intentions and this, you know, they're going to revamp life from top to bottom starting tomorrow. The reason why I'm bringing up resistance at the start of this conversation is when we set up that expectation that we're going to overhaul life 180 degrees and literally be this new person, we're venturing for a lot of us too far into that unknown, creating too much overwhelming resistance. And before we know it, we're right back at the start. So acknowledging that it's nothing to be shameful of the million times we've set intentions and not followed through. Um, I know I have been and still am at times that person because newness is still unfamiliar to my subconscious. We want to harness that reality, acknowledge that's going to be part of the journey of making new choices. So we want to set up ourselves to succeed by making the commitment, paring down that five new thing list, maybe the one new intention that we want to create for ourselves and maintain consistently over time. So really making it bite-sized and manageable and digestible. And I love this same analogy we talk about all the time with building consciousness. It's that same practice. It's unrealistic for us to expect to go to the gym and be able to pick up a 100-pound weight or even a 50-pound weight, whatever the weight is for you, to go from zero to 100 is unrealistic. You're not setting yourself up for success there. Instead, you gain that strength by small, consistent action, by going to the gym. And again, this is just a metaphor, but by lifting a smaller weight a few times each day, setting an intention to actually be conscious, be present, maybe write out in your journal an intention that you do have, not five of you know these giant macro ones. Sure, you could log them all that might be helpful for you, but make sure that if you're taking the whole mountain or the whole iceberg, that you're then chopping it down into bite-sized manageable amounts where you can pull a piece of that intention and create an action or a follow-through promise that you know you're actually going to be able to do, which will set you up for success and then also give you your own reference point where you've now been able to witness yourself follow through with that intention and essentially become your own proof. So all of that scary resistance to all of the new, yes, we'll still be there, make room for it and certainly acknowledge that it's there, that we can turn the volume down on it and continue to refocus if we make the steps manageable enough for ourselves. I really appreciate, Jenna, that you had mentioned even, you know, utilizing a practice such as journaling, because again, 
the reality of it is our autopilot is dictating, determining our daily habits. It's from the moment we wake up, if we're not paying attention, committed to making new choices, chances are our day is going to go along. We're going to go through the motions exactly like we did yesterday. So acknowledging again that that pull, that habit self is embedded in our subconscious. It will dictate life. It is helpful to set ourselves up to succeed by having a practice of whether it's journaling, whether it's of using the phone that most of us around with walk around with in our pockets as a reminder, putting it on your home screen, whatever that daily commitment is to yourself, setting an alarm for some time during your day where it'll flash up and remind you of that daily commitment, putting a post-it note or some other writing somewhere where you see it or someplace you visit or some activity you do daily. Because again, we want to bring to conscious awareness that intended promise to ourselves. Because if we don't, more often than not, we feel shameful at the end of the day because really simply we forgot. The day just happened around us and we didn't have that moment to simply remind ourselves or bring up to conscious awareness that intention to do something differently. And if we don't remember, again, chances are the day is going to play out exactly like the day typically plays out. So set yourself up to succeed. Maybe experiment with a couple different do the alarm, do the post-it, maybe have a friend check in with you, whatever it is, you know, set yourself up to pull to awareness the intention that you set. So then you can give yourself the opportunity to make the choice to do that new thing. We literally have post-it notes (laughs) sticking. I put them all around our bathroom, all around our office. I actually took them from our our workbook, How to Meet Yourself. We wrote those affirmations in there, but they're still sticking on post-it notes also around our home to affirm and create those new beliefs. And yes, there are times where, you know, our bathroom is a a walkthrough to our office as well. So certainly there are times throughout the day where I'm just walking through and I note that they're there. And then there's times where I know that they're there and I catch myself and I make myself stop because I'm making that choice to actually stop and read the thing that I intentionally put on a post-it note and stuck on my bathroom mirror for a reason, to set myself up for success. So also really honoring the follow-through of the intention and not beating yourself up when you don't follow through because the reality is you are human and there are absolutely going to be times where you do not follow through. And I'm really glad you mentioned shame earlier because that shame will come. And instead of you know just not letting the shame take you over, make room for the shame and acknowledge the shame because what tends to happen is we do set ourselves up with these insurmountable life-changing, I'm going to poof, snap my fingers and become a new person. And then we shame ourselves when we can't meet that unrealistic expectation that we've set for ourselves. And then that shaming just induces a nonstop shame cycle that leads us right back to where we started. So also having some compassion and some expectation for that shaming and allowing that to be and offering yourself a really a loving and nurturing voice because that shame already is coming from a critical part of you. If you grew up with critical parents or adults around you or in an abusive environment like myself, then my go-to inner voice is an inner critic. It is very critical. That shame cycle feels like it's an inferno and can get so heightened so quickly. So when I'm able to notice that and offer myself some love and compassion in that moment and maybe 
speak to myself as the parent that I did not have in those moments as a child, I can acknowledge that shameful part of me and why it's there in the first place trying to protect me. You know, speaking from my own personal experience, you know, I don't think there's anything, you know, more shameful than when we find ourselves, you know, living in those reactions because because for a lot of us those reactions you know are indicating of nervous system dysregulation where we become explosive outwardly inwardly um ultimately feeding this idea that we are inherently unworthy and when we don't have that space even going back to the definition of intention the ability to choose right a new path a new journey a new action in a given moment when we don't have that we begin to solidify those, validate those deep beliefs that that's not meant for us, that we're just as unworthy as maybe we heard we were in childhood. And without that space, you know, living very reactively myself, it can be really, really shameful where we become our habits, which oftentimes, again, create self-harm, create other harm. And so the for me, um, I found a journaling practice that um, I call future self journaling that I created at the start um, of my own healing journey, being really aware of how habitual I was, how reactive I was, and how a lot of my habits and reactivity was grounded in this inherent feeling of being unsafe and being unworthy of being who I truly was. So as I want, I have never been a journaler. I'm not the type of person like I watch Jenna to be. I don't journal my thoughts and my feelings. I really began to experiment with a way to use a daily intention setting practice through future self journaling of being the moment for me in my mornings where I write that promise to myself. Again, bringing it to my conscious awareness so that sometime during my day, I can give myself the opportunity to keep that promise. And I'm bringing that up because future self-journaling is something I do to this day. And actually I start my journaling, my segment or my entry, if you will, with the same statement that I started journaling however many years ago it was now. And that statement, I like to write it in the present tense as if it's already, the intention is already manifest in my life. And it is such an important intention for me that I, like I said, I, I use it every journal entry. And that intention is I am grounded in peace and loving awareness, which reminds me that, A, I have the opportunity to create peace, and I didn't. I was not a peaceful. I was a dysregulated, unsafe being when I began that journey. But reminding myself that I have that opportunity to be grounded in peace, and when you said love, it called it to mind, and that loving awareness, that connection to the compassionate being, individual, entity, whatever you want to define yourself as, that I believe all of us humans have access to, still resonates today. It's still a reminder that every morning that I journal, I remind myself of that intention and I create and I continue building that foundation for anything that I'm going to do throughout that day. I'm so glad that you're bringing up future self-journaling and in particular, the, the piece on writing from a present stance. It reminds me of something that I've heard Wayne Dyer say, and I'm sure, honestly, probably thousands of others, but specifically when we talk about what we're wanting to create in our lives or the reality that we want, we're always expressing it in a want. And our lives quite literally are the thoughts that we think. We become the thoughts that we think. So if what we're thinking constantly is about what we want, then 
what we are is staying stuck in a state of wanting, in an energy of wanting. And when you make these declarations of I am or I intend to, instead of saying I want and staying stuck in a state of wanting, reframing that into I intend to create, or I intend to co-create, or I am grounded, I am intentional. Making those statements actually aligns with the energy of intention itself. Intention lives in consciousness, in present, in the purpose and power of the present moment. That literally is a frequency. It is an energy. You see it in the natural world every day. Trees grow, flowers bloom, frogs do their thing. The natural world does its thing. They never detach from a natural abundance of intention. Why do humans? Humans have this thing called ego. That creates a complete separation. So when you set yourself up for an intentional practice, like future self journaling, and you declare these present moment statements that are I am or I intend to, you are literally matching that creation or that energy of intention itself. And as you're talking about future self journaling, I started to get a little choked up because it's this future self journaling that Nicole created many years ago that. I found online before Nicole and I had even met in real life, I was very intentional about my future self-journaling practice every single day. And it's gone through, it's been revamped a little bit and it kind of updated. And the writing of this in, I don't know if the original was in present tense, it was tweaked a little, but the writing of that every day, what I intended in great detail, I wrote what I intended for my life. And one of the things that I intentionally intended and visualized and saw for myself was that I would be working alongside creators that I admired and people I wrote specifically, people like Wayne Dyer, people like Dr. Nicole LaPera. And it I have to like pause for a moment to not get too choked up now because it was the conscious intention of that consistently that quite literally matched a matched an energy of my true authentic self expressed out into the world and the energy of intention itself. And what did that actually bring forth? A life where, I'm clearly super moved by this, a life where here now I'm sitting a year and a half into our podcast together and three years into our work together and our life and relationship together. And who? so what you're hearing is like, definitely raw emotion. And it's a beautiful, joyous emotion that is so connected to my heart and to my purpose. And it is through a conscious practice of intention and the follow through of that intention that allowed this to come into reality. And it's such a great reminder for me in the now too, that when you intend things and you really cultivate that, and you do have that follow through, you're going to blow yourself away by the magic and the power that comes forward in your life. And when the things that you've intended to create do come forward, you're at a new blank slate again. And you almost have to start over with this idea of, oh, well, now I've brought forth what I want. What do I want now? And you, or at least in myself, I can start to see it almost as a game where I can start to see the pattern of it. Like, this is really cool. I have the power and the magic now to 
create a new visualization. What do I want now for myself and my future self? And to start journaling that every day and start intending that every day and give myself the opportunity again to be my own proof and really blow my own mind about the magic that I have the ability in me to create when I align with that energy of intention, which is the same ability that each of us as humans have. I remember um, when you shared that with me, we were in the Poconos standing out back and um, I was quite overwhelmed hearing, you know, you share that I was part of this future manifestation, this intention, and then quite blown away that and there we were like in embodied action um, of living into that. And, you know, I was particularly overwhelmed because I'm not someone who, you know, at least for the the beginning portion of, of my journey here of my life, I wasn't someone who had, you know, the ability to really think about um, a future to intend to have that magic that I, you know, for me, you know, intuitively felt like such a, a natural part of your being. So I just wanted to speak to that because, and very intentionally, the reason why my my future self journal began with I am grounded in peace. Um, for the many of you, I'm sure that are like me that, you know, maybe when you are and you hear, you know, people talk about, well, what do you want for your future? You know, there might be a blankness. You might not be able to call to mind um, exactly what that want, that wish, that future could look like for you. And again, it's it's of no, you're not broken. There's not anything implicitly wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're not meant for a future that's different than the life that you are leading right now. Um, a lot of the times it's because when we are you know, so stuck in survival mode, it's about the immediate moment when our body is so dysregulated, when I was so checked out as I had spent so much of my decades of my life being, thinking about, you know, a future that's different was, was not where, you know, I was able to put my attention, to put my thought, to put my feeling. So again, as my daily reminder of all of that begins with the reason why I'm bringing up this idea of peace, all of that begins, you know, so for you, if you are listening and you don't have the visual, the idea, the what it is that you want for the future, you know, a great intention to set is to be present here now, right? Which is why mine begins with, I am grounded in peace. When I can feel and create, this is a choice you can make by first attuning to my body, which I discovered was so dysregulated, was so caught up holding so much stress and other emotions that if I just remained committed to that present moment and to teaching my body how to feel a little bit safer each and every moment in time, then I could over time expand that focus and begin to shift from, okay, well, what do I need to do right here, right now, just to get through this next moment? As I know so many of you are likely living from moment to moment, just trying to survive and being able to then shift that focus. So a great intention for all of you who are resonating um, with that version of experiences would be to set that daily intention of that one moment of consciousness. Again, of using that same reminder and giving yourself the opportunity, whether it's the post-it or the alarm or whatever it is that's calling to mind, the journal, the intention of being present, and then giving yourself that moment to embody presence, checking in with your breath, checking in with the senses, what is happening, what can you touch, feel, taste, checking in with just the presence of being in a physical body, support it, whether you're standing, laying, sitting, feeling what it is to be in your own presence, the more you make and keep that as your intention, the safer you begin to feel in your own presence. And then the more you can expand into curiosity of exploring what could be in that future. It felt so soothing just to hear you say the word peace for those who 
know, don't have that clear visual. When I was writing about in my future self journal, I had visions of it, actual visuals or dreams of it. I actually had a dream of talking about business with you someplace in the woods. And sure enough, the first place that we end up actually meeting each other is in the woods, in the Poconos, talking about business. So I pay attention to those things. And I'm really grateful to have that and to harness that. But I also realize, like you're saying, not everyone has those visuals or not yet has those visuals. And someone in our, uh, we have a private global membership, the Self Healer Circle, and it actually opens for enrollment on January 9th. So this is coming out on January 8th. January 9th, enrollment will be open for a week. You can sign up for the waitlist to enroll or enroll through the holisticpsychologist.com or the holisticpsychologist.com slash waitlist. So in this circle community, it kind of looks like a Facebook. It has nothing to do with any other social medias. It's not Facebook. It's not Instagram. It's our own private custom-made portal. But it looks like an activity feed where you can you can post, you can share, you can comment and like back to each other. And one of our members was actually working through the intention exercise in our workbook, How to Meet Yourself. And this intention exercise is then followed with a, a visualization practice where you do go through a series of questions, detailed questions, envisioning and journaling and writing down in detail what you envision this future self to be, how it feels to be this future and best you, what your environment looks like, who you're around. It's intentionally created to call all those things to mind. And this member in particular was sharing how they felt really kind of stuck and they couldn't envision any of those things. And it was really helpful to see this post in the portal because so many people resonate like you're one of them. That was you. It's not like that vision or all of those details were there. So it was a great opportunity to just have a back and forth conversation in the portal, right in those comments to think about you know, maybe someone that you admire or the attributes of others around you that you aspire to or that inspire you, because there's something that you're seeing over there that is within you over here. It's why you see it in the first place. So it gave them an opportunity of another way to start to visualize. But I bring this person up in particular because, like I just shared with my future self journaling practice, this person had intended a specific life that they didn't once have, this marriage with children, these two kids, and all of that was now in their reality. They had brought that forth. They had aligned with that energy of that intention and those actions and choices that they made over the years to create that. So now why they were feeling stuck was because they were at a new blank canvas, which is kind of where I feel now. It's like, oh, well, oh my gosh, I'm that powerful. I made enough consistent choices aligned with what I really wanted. So I got to where I was going. And then when you get to where you were going, that's when I referenced, it starts to be like a pattern or a game because you realize, oh, well, where do I want to go now? And when I can get an idea of where I want to go now or the people around me that I'm inspired by and maybe want to be like, because there's that likeness already within me, then I get to fine tune again and say, well, my intention is blank. And that might start with my intention is to be peace, which is such a beautiful one that you just offered because that is like a 
huge macro intention that's consolidated so simply. But when you really create that consistently, my intention is to be peace, is to embody peace. Then the foundation and the weather and the being and the energy that you're existing from is that of peace. So all of the details of the life that you want to create, the person and the energy that's bringing that forth is already coming from a state of peace, which just makes it all the more powerful. So while um, I appreciate you you bringing up the member in the portal, uh, just to be clear, if anyone who is interested in getting more information or in possibly enrolling in the self-healer circle enrollment, which begins tomorrow, um, just because I've gotten this question a ton on social media, having the workbook, doing the work of how to meet yourself, doing the work of how to do the work is not a prerequisite. It's not required. Um, you don't need to have done that beforehand to be a part of the membership in and of itself. That member just happens to be doing the work in the new workbook. And there also does happen to be um, a read along or a book club group within the membership as an addition, um, though the membership in and of itself is a standalone. And of course, for all of you, because we are really, um, our, our intention with all of the work that we put out is always to make it as accessible as possible wherever it is that you are. So even if you do not choose to ever join the self-healer circle, um, the journal prompts, so it is now an expanded version of the future self journal that I began with so many years ago, um, lives on the website when you sign up for the general email list at theholisticpsychologist.com. When you sign up, you it's now, I would think, about a four or five page PDF document that takes you, overviews the whole process of future self journaling, why we do it, of course, because it changes our brain. It lays down. I love your analogy you always give, Jenna, of um, going through a forest and kind of chopping down, laying the new pathway. The more we literally do that um, through the daily practice of journaling, calling to mind a new intention, living an embodiment of that intention, we embed those new habits in our mind and in our body. So it'll give you a background on the neuroscience um, and it'll give you prompts to get started yourself. And of course, that is free to anyone who signs up on the email list on theholisticpsychologist.com. It'll be sent directly to your inbox. And of course, we are going to always continue these conversations and look forward to joining with you in community because I really do truly feel that the self-healer soundboard is turning into such a supportive, incredible community. So for all of you who, whether you're listening on the YouTube channel, whether you're listening on um, Apple Podcasts, or however it is that you consume your podcast, um, it is such an incredible community. We are always listening and we are looking forward to continuing this conversation with you all on the next episode.